Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to do this, man. Like, this is this is really major. Like, I've been wanting to do this podcast for so long, and, you know, a few weeks ago, I just finally... I guess had an epiphany and was just like, okay, let me just, you know, go ahead and start putting this together. And ironically, it all came together much quicker than what I thought it was. So, like, really within a week and a half, I was ready to start recording and had people booked and, you know, all all that stuff. So it's really cool. And with me doing it, you were one of the people that I really wanted to circle back to. Um, I'm using this podcast really as a means to you know, obviously talk to the people that I think are really doing, like, powerful things out here in the industry and whatnot, but also connect with those people that I feel have been, like, highly influential in my life and in my career and things that I'm doing, and it's so much stuff that I know that you were able to do for me to kind of help me along the way, man. So, you know, obviously I'm really grateful for that, and I know I say it here and there, but I think this is just another opportunity for me to really get that point across and say thank you. So I appreciate you for today. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, even though, you know, we talk on a regular basis. But (laughs) get get the information out to the people. And, you know, we don't always talk, you know, on the business side of things. But, you know, yeah. I mean, but it's yep, but it's yep. cool though, and it's funny because I was just talking to um, Kathy from Source Radio Network, and um, okay, we were just talking because one of the things that I'm looking at doing with me, you know, having the podcasting network now and doing different podcasts and getting different podcasts on this network, I wanted to do a relaunch of Indie Soul Saturday and just do it as a podcast. So I. Re- I reached out to her just in terms of doing that. And we just got kind of on the topic of relationships that I've been able to build. And I don't think that coming into this, I really expected to kind of build like friendships and relationships with people in that sense where we talk a lot, really just just on life and, and, you know, different stuff going on and not necessarily just the music industry. But um, I just think that you're one of those people, like, you know, obviously you've been tremendously helpful in a lot of the stuff that, I, that I've been able to do. And I think that even in ways where I wasn't really, like, I didn't necessarily have the faith in, in my brand in the beginning. Like, you had a lot of faith in the brand and what I could do. And it felt like I remember doing any those patterns kind of be critical too. But I don't know, like, you recall that? Yeah, because what ended up happening was you were very uh, helpful with my getting a lot of my, uh, you know, clients that I was working with uh, as far as doing public relations, giving them a platform. Uh, a lot of the indie artists that were I was working with are up-and-coming talent, giving right. them a platform uh, not only from – your magazine, just doing a lot of features for them, uh, but also, you know, indie artists giving them a platform where their music was being able to be heard, they're able to be interviewed and get the word out about 
their new project. So we were right. very helpful in that um, along the way for so many years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm just in that headspace now where I'm, like, reminiscing and trying to remember how stuff went down and just letting people know how grateful I am. So just kind of circling back to that, man. Uh, I appreciate you, like, for everything that you've done, stuff stuff that, that you've done that I may not know about, and then obviously all of the stuff that I know that you did to really help me to push the brand of, you know, UB Digital. Um, I think it's gone a long way, and it's hard to believe. Like, it's been eight years since I've had this magazine out here, and I know it's, it's kind of morphed into different things and whatnot, but I, I see, like, a really big future for it now. So, um, you know, obviously you're a part of that. You're a, you're a part of the history of it, and obviously, you know, what comes of it as I move forward. Um, but I appreciate that, you know, of course. But, like, what got you in like media and PR and all of that. When I first started the company, I was mainly doing just marketing. Um, And in any business, you have to be innovative, start new things. And um, we were attending a lot of events in the Atlanta area as Atlanta was up and coming. Um, And I just was like, meeting a lot of different artists, and I started having uh, ways of growing the business, thinking, okay, I'm working with all these people, doing, like, marketing for them. Let me start, you know, merging the business more into the PR side. And so that's when I started taking the public relations side and, uh, you know, getting their information and getting the word out more with them as fun the different projects and things that they were coming out on. And I don't even remember how I came across your magazine, but I came across your magazine, and I don't remember who was the very first person you featured for me because you have featured so many, but I don't know. Well, I think it was like, I think it was around the time that I did, I had Angela Robinson on the cover from the Haves and the Have Nots. So was that Mila? Yeah, I remember we did Mila because actually I did Mila and I can't remember the lady that was on Tyler Perry. She was the the uh, the, the housekeeper on the Tyler Perry show. Chandra. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I think I so, did both of them at the same time, but that may have been afterwards because I, I feel like one of the first things you had me do was when I came down to McDonald's and um they did, when when they did the uh the Bad Brothers did the play down there. Okay. Okay. Um I know so we, I, don't know, I, know, I mean you had me that so many things, together. Yeah, and it's been um, that launch was back in like twenty I think fourteen when I first started doing the PR Uh, side of the business and then I just was starting to work with so many different people and it just started growing ever since and the great thing about it I was able to work with so many people uh, that I grew up or you know admired listening to or was a big fan of their work and to be a part of handling giving them marketing and PR advice and helping their career grow was you know just surreal, <laughs> and it was. I mean, amazing. I mean, I think it's amazing just because 
first first of all, I'm learning actually as you're speaking to me right now that you like that you had newly launched. Like I, I thought you had been out there for a number of years already. The company actually launched launched in twenty eleven and in okay. twenty eleven we were just doing the marketing side. Okay. Uh more doing like branding for, you know, apparel and, and products and things of that nature. Uh, and then that was when I started meeting a lot of the different artists because I was working with some of them and handling their marketing as far as just doing, uh, like, graphic design for them and uh, a lot of their print for their uh, albums and things like that. And I was already, you know, working with a lot of the different radio talents and things of that nature and meeting them. So that was when the PR side kind of came along and we just started doing so much more just, everything from the videography to, you know, photography and just uh, a lot of different things to help, you know, grow the business and people's career. Yeah, it's just amazing to me how, you know, I won't even say how quickly, but it's just amazing to me how you were able to grow in the way that you did considering the market that you were in. Because, you know, obviously it's so many huge talents and whatnot in Atlanta and, it's just a lot going on down there, and it's so many different publicists and whatnot. So it's like being, it's, it's like being a fish in a big pond. So I mean, there's a lot of people around there that are that are doing similar stuff and whatnot. So I, I would imagine that it would be really difficult to get yourself established as a publicist down there and really get like some of the top clients. So like, did you, did you find it difficult? Uh, I started finding that we were. One of the first, I wouldn't say the actual first, but um, doing things out of the box um, and setting ourselves apart from the uh, others because a lot of people were just doing PR. But right. one thing with one thing with a miracle marketing, uh, miracle marketing was more of a one-stop shop because you can get your your flyers done if you had a you know an event you can get your album cover done graphic design you can get your uh pr work done so uh if you wanted you know t-shirts for a product that was coming out we did it all so that was one thing that set our, our company apart from a lot of the others was we weren't just a one-dimensional company we were pretty right. much where like let's say Wal you go to walmart Walmart has everything that you want right, right there. So it was the one thing that set us aside. And then I started seeing it where people were kind of copying a little bit, and Atlanta started being really saturated, and it just so happened that through life and, you know, different things that change, uh, I had transitioned in a move twice since, being in Atlanta because then I started moving up to the uh, New York, New Jersey area. So right. started doing a lot of stuff in the New York, New Jersey area. So, but even being in Atlanta, a lot of times, a lot of my clients weren't in Atlanta. Um, and I know you were kind of familiar with that because you interview a lot of my clients. Yeah. So yeah. some of them were already in New York. A lot of them, some of them were in Miami. A lot of them were in L.A. So I, I, at one point in time, I don't think I even had anybody that was in Atlanta, maybe maybe one person. 
but a lot right. of my actors or entertainers were in different regions of the world. That's the great thing about it. But, like, how were, how were you able to obviously catch the attention of people that weren't in Atlanta while you were still in Atlanta? It's just the Internet, man. And, um, you know, that's the great thing about the Internet is, is because it's just like FedEx. They right. may be based out of Memphis, but they are a global company. Like, how how do you feel like you were able to, to I guess, when you think of, like, current day now and kind of where media and PR and everything is, like, how how were you able to grow the company and kind of sustain? It was a challenge, and, I mean, it's still a challenge to this day because uh, everything is constantly changing. So you just kind of got to think of new ways to be innovative, fresh, and that's something that I still, you know, I don't even have an easy answer for that. It's something. I mean, I struggle with that with the magazine, so I I get it a million percent. Um, you, you always want to sit. I sit in. Yeah, I sit. I sit. You know, there's days where I sit and think of what can I do different than I was doing before and you know how i make some changes to be new fresh and innovative you know because things constantly change exactly and Mm -hmm. and 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 even with urban grandstand digital like you you kind of know i know that you know where i stood as far as what i wanted to cover and what i didn't want to cover who i wanted to feature and who i didn't really give a shit about um right and I'm still in that mode, which I feel like in a lot of ways, obviously, that's helped me. But then I feel like in a lot of ways that's hindered me because we all, we, shit, we both know that, that drama sells. So all of the crazy shit, as much as they say that, you know, we want somebody that's not going to, you know, worry about that stuff, that's ultimately what they want. They want somebody that, right. that's going to help them get, you know, that, that, that media or, or that extra press out there or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously I stick to my guns and I've stuck to my guns and made sure that I didn't really, you know, touch on a lot of the craziness that goes on out there. Like, did you kind of have, I guess that, I guess that epiphany, if, if we want to say that, like when you were, you know, pushing your company, like were, were there things that you say, well, I'm not doing this and I don't want to do that or I don't want to focus on that direction of it? Um, just to give you some insight, like, I don't know if you remember when I was working with one of the girls from the Bad Girls Club. Um, I, I do. I was and handling I, I her of, PR. I feel like I remember who it was, too. Um, and, okay. So, I wanted to keep the company. Something with her, or I may have even done something with her, but I know I was thinking at the time, like, she kind of don't really fit what I do, though. Right. And so, a lot of times people had the stereotype of, oh, the bad girls club or, you know, things like that. And I just had to think outside the box because you're looking at the person from a TV show, not from them as an individual in real life. life. And, you know, as you get to talk with them, they're – very intelligent. They have a lot of things. They have goals that they want to achieve and things of that nature. Um, 
And so, you know, I would hear some of the comments of, you know, when she would get featured on certain magazines, if the photos were a little too sexy or whatever, but you can't, if you sit there and listen to... Like as far as the photos but, and stuff, that that didn't really bother me. I think it, I think it made the the thing that I kind of look at is I guess how they carry themselves, like out even outside of TV shows and whatnot. And I think that one of the things that I've learned how to do, and it may have come honestly from you, is a lot of people when I interview them, I've learned how to really spin it into something positive, and obviously look at the things that they're doing community wise and. Um, just like you said, the things that they want to accomplish and um, businesses and that sort of thing. So I did learn how to spin it, like when it was different stuff going on that I didn't necessarily want to cover or touch on or that everybody else was looking at. I could always find something different to really focus on. And I may have gotten that from you, um, you know, just knowing that, okay, some of the people he sends my way, they may not necessarily be, I guess, quote, unquote, what I think. Is, is something that matches the gram, but I know how to spin it in a way that'll, you know, make it that though. And that was the great thing about, you know, sending clients your way is because, um, you know, you, you don't, you don't prejudge or anything like that. And right. you pretty much featured whoever. So that was a, that was a great thing. And one, one of the things, you know, it's like anything. Okay. I I look at I look at like Snoop. And you look at how Snoop started and you would box yep. him in into one genre and you look at Snoop today, he works with everybody, anybody, he's on all different platforms. Exactly. He's very versatile. So that's why you can't box somebody in because, oh, they're a gangster rapper or something. No, he's more than that. Um, he's an actor. He can do, he can turn it on in different ways. And, you know, he does community work. He does TV shows. He does hosting. He, he's not just one thing. So that's why you can't take somebody as, oh, well, they were on this TV show, and that TV show is kind of conscious, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, I thought your company was a certain way and all that. Exactly. Now, when it comes to handling your stuff, we're going to handle you your way. If it comes to this, it's going to be handled this way. Just like I would get calls from people and say, uh, well, my client is a, a rapper, and I see you work with mostly R&B artists, okay? So I'm not going to put a rapper on a certain demographic or I'm not going to put a comedian that I work with in uh, a certain magazine to tailor it to fit them. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while, you know, so I know how to market someone and what industry I'm going to put them in. It's a matter of that's why you want to hire me is for my expertise. So I know right. what I'm doing. Yeah. I think there's a, um, I love listening to you talk and really just like talk about this stuff because like like you you have a strong expertise just in this business as a whole but there's there's a number of things that I've learned from you like one of the biggest things that I still remember to this day there was a um and I I won't 
I won't say her name at this point, but there was a particular person that you reached out to. And, um, you know, obviously when you reach out to people to, um, you know, to get them to, you know, be featured in something or whatever, it's usually like their handlers or their people that respond back. It's, it's generally not right. the artists themselves or whatever. And they told you yeah, no. Right. Um, right. Yeah, they told you no. And then somehow or another, I don't know if it was a week later or a month later or how, how far apart it was, but at some point, the, the artists themselves actually saw the platform and then reached out and said, hey, I want to be down with it. Um, right. And I, I, it, it just it made me start really thinking and realizing that a lot of times it's not the artist that's responding back because I think in the beginning – it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth with the artists themselves. Like, well, damn, they ain't want to be by. But half the time, it's not even the artist that's responding. Yeah, that's one. That's one aspect of it too. And one thing I want to touch on, James, while I have you on this platform, is one thing that has to stop is, especially for actors, is the managers telling these actors. Uh, you're not ready for PR. Your role is not big enough where you need public relations or your role is not big enough for this. Wait until you get on a bigger platform. That's the most ignorant thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Um, and I get that all the time where I may talk with the actor, oh, well, my manager said that my role isn't big enough their job is not to handle public relations and marketing. That's why when you go on a certain actor that's on a certain level's page or you go to their website, it says, for bookings, handle this person handles that. My manager handles this. For public relations and media, here's my publicist. Those people handle different things. I'm not going to go talk to the manager about handling your books or something like that uh, because if I'm a publicist, that's not my job. I don't handle that side. So you stick in your arena. Let me handle my arena. Don't try and step over. And you're hurting your client because your client can begin so much more exposure and everything, but you're constantly telling these people, well, you don't have, your role is not big enough. So, you're going to wait until they just one day get a, a starring role and then that's when you're going to say, okay, well, now you, you can be, you don't need it at that point. <laughs> People yeah, know who you exactly. are. <laughs> what, do, what do you yeah. feel like you've learned, obviously, throughout the entire process of you running, you know, the PR side of the company that will help you moving forward um, kind of post-pandemic? That's a great question. Um, COVID has affected so many things, and I think it has affected so many people's budget and everything because I look at how certain things were pre-COVID and how certain things were after COVID. Um, So that's a great question. It's a matter of – it's something that I look at every day on – how we were just talking about how to become innovative and stay fresh and do different changes and different things. Like one of the main things I think 
was very innovative is during COVID and what has taken on a big platform now that it's almost a household thing where you look forward to it coming is verse. Um, you know, when people can go out and perform, they found a way to get artists virtually and watch them virtually are, you know, I look at stuff like DJ Cassidy's Pass the Mic, and that was very innovative. So stay tuned because I'm brainstorming every single day, and right. you will see some, some things that come from a miracle marketing that's going to change and, you know, be new and innovative. So stay tuned. We're just in the beginning of 2022, so that's something that I'm working on as we speak. I am absolutely looking forward to, you know, obviously more coming from the Miracle Marketing. And, you know, obviously with all of the stuff that we've done in the past and kind of where things are now, and, of course, with me getting reestablished and really getting everything back out there, I'm, like, really, really dying to work with you again, kind of like how we did back, you know, back over the past years and, you know, really do some things to to make an even stronger mark than what we've made now. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like this industry needs, you know, obviously companies like yours and publicists and pub, publicists who really care about the artists and want to get them out there and they're not just out there for a dollar. Um, and the publications that are going to put your material out there and really and truly support you. Um, and I'm, I mean, I, I still find a struggle, you know, obviously in booking people and getting people who, you know, really believe in the brand and, you know, want to be covered for some of this stuff. It's, it's still difficult to get people booked and people obviously are looking at your numbers and all of that kind of stuff and how many followers you have. And at the end of the day, you want real followers. So you don't want somebody that has, you know, 10 million followers or whatever and, None, none of those are real or, you know, they bought all of them followers and whatnot. So it's, it's a lot, you know, obviously uh, of just issues and red tape and stuff like that. But I love doing this stuff, man, and I love working, obviously, with you. So now, you know, obviously, as we move forward, um, when you think about direction and just the way that you want want things to go, like, what kind of do you envision for a miracle marketing just in terms of PR and, you know, bringing on new artists? What I envision is getting things back to pre-COVID. Um, I would like to work with a lot of up-and-comers uh, and help them become a household name. Uh, I felt that I was doing that, a lot of that um you know, over the years where I took a lot of people that um, no one really heard of or knew anything about and got the word out about who they are and what their different projects were or if it was someone that was out years ago, kind of getting them back out, their name back out there and getting them uh, reestablished in the industry. So I would like to see a lot more of that uh, coming about. Um, I started working with a lot of, um, I wouldn't say a lot, but, uh, some athletes, um, you know, that were doing things outside of their sport or retired athletes. Um, so I want to start helping athletes get the word out about the different things that they're doing and helping them, you know, 
letting them know that I can help them with their branding and their marketing and anything that they have established. Uh, I want to start doing more of that. Um, one thing I don't know if you know about uh, was Sports Madness, uh, or a lot of people that don't know, those two are my children. Uh, they were doing a lot of things, um, working with uh, different athletes and, you know, uh, sports figures and developing their platform. So I want to start getting that uh, going again as well uh, because they had a little bit of a hiatus once COVID started because they were starting to really get a, get a good platform going with the Las Vegas Aces WNBA team and you did amazing uh, with Yeah, so they were starting to do a lot of stuff with the Aces and things like that. Then COVID happened, so they kind of dropped off from that. But uh, looking to get, you know, that get going again and getting that established. So, you know, those are some things that um, I talked about. Uh, I don't know if, you know, you remember Jules Nobles. I do. That was Jules, uh, she, was a, 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 she was a nurse. She's a nurse and an actress as well. Right. Uh, so me and her talk regularly, and we've been talking about because uh, she's getting ready to start resurfacing again. Uh, okay. So you can look for some things to come from her as well uh, coming up. So, yeah, those are some things that's going to be coming up uh, in the near future. It would be amazing to reconnect with her again just because I think that she and I connected really good just in terms mm-hmm. of her being a nurse and me working in the hospital too. Yeah, Nick Jules is great. Jules is great. Um, what, what, what's crazy is we were talking earlier about how I was in Atlanta and most of my clients weren't in Atlanta. Jules right. was one that was all, she was in New York at the time. Right. And um, I was handling a lot of her PR marketing while she was up in New York. Uh, you know, juggling the nursing and uh, making movies at that point in time. And it just so happened one day when I was in Harlem, I was walking down the street, and <laughs> that was when uh, Tamike was on power. Remember Tamike? Yeah, I do. And I was walking down the street in Harlem, and I ran into Jules. And she was like, Brandon? I was like, Jules? And we just happened to run into each other. Strangest thing in New York. Right. And I mean, it's, yep. it's, it's so many people in New York, and obviously New York is so big. So that, that's that's kind of crazy that you would run into her like that. Exactly. Yep. So, and that was for something I was working on with Tamike at the time, and I just happened okay. to run into Jules while she was there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've done some really amazing work out there. Um, like, are, is, is there anything that you regret? I don't think nothing you really should regret. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, right. Some stuff you got to test certain things to see what works, what doesn't work. You got to try different things to see. Um, you can't be scared. Um, if something fails, you got to be able to, you know, hurry up and shift. Uh, but at least you try it because scared money doesn't make any money. Um, and, you know, a lot of things that's out today, if someone never thought of it or released it, um, you know, 
it never would happen. Um, one thing that always sticks in my head is when I watched the interview with Stan Lee, and he talked about how he developed Spider-Man. And they laughed at him saying, oh, that would never work. A teenage boy that got bit by a spider and look at Spider-Man today. So <laughs> <laughs> you you just can't be scared to try different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Kind of last comments, man. Um, anything that you, anything that you really, you know, want to want to say, want to speak on? Um, I just want people to, you know, uh, if they are looking to get uh, a platform out, we can definitely help them as far as getting the word out, taking things off of their plate where they are able to just concentrate on being the talent and not trying to juggle the marketing or the PR side of things. Um, And, you know, one thing with you, um, I know you have a great platform. You're a great interviewer. uh, So we will definitely be putting them your way as far as if it's, magazines or radio or you one thing about you you will hit the pavement and go out and cover any of their events so that's another thing that i love about you so listen yeah. man, I, <laughs> I like i you just you just don't know like how much i appreciate it you know the fact that you you invited me out to stuff and you know when i came out to the event and uh you know uh shonda was there and um mm-hmm. Mila was there. And and mm-hmm. I think I had talked to you just in the past, like about like even like with seven oh two and how much I followed them and like, you know, really looked up just to their music and all of that kind of stuff and then to be invited out to come and be a part of stuff like that. Or when you mm-hmm. invited me down to Texas and I came down to cover the play. Um mm-hmm. and I mean it just so happened that coincidentally you know, Dolores, I was, she was going down there to see her sister. So I'm like, okay, well, I could drive down there and do we to go to Houston and go to the play. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really dope to be invited to stuff like that and even have the opportunity to go. Um, yeah. Like, I, I appreciate yeah. you so much for that stuff, man. And just the people that you got me, you know, for the magazine and uh, for me to be able to cover and, I just thought it was really amazing. I think that there's so many things that I've been able to do that, you know, without your help and without your faith and all of that, a lot of the stuff I wouldn't been able to, would not have been able to pull off, man. Like I appreciate it. It's so vice versa, man. Um, the same way, you know, I wouldn't by you having a platform and a platform where people can get their word out about their project or, you know, get get featured. It's the same way. It works hand in hand. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man, I, I appreciate, you know, again, I appreciate everything. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out today. Um, I think this was really dope. And, I mean, this helped so much, um, you know, just with moving this podcast forward and being able to express to the people that I feel were super influential to me, like how grateful I am and how thankful I am. And I just look forward to doing more, man. I appreciate you so much. Same here, man. Anytime. Anytime you want me, I'll, I'll be on. No, no all right. problem at all.